The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. And we're very excited today because Formula 1 is just a fortnight away. And guys, we have a lot of experience about how to deal with this because that's basically like the space in between races. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. And in this fortnight, we will read all sorts of reports and stories about which car is fast, which isn't. But there's one piece of news which I would definitely want to highlight before we move on. So the Circuit de Catalonia collected nearly a ton of food from the pre-season testing and donated it to a local food bank in Spain. Now, how awesome is that? And to me, this is the most phenomenal story of the 2018 Formula 1 season already. It's like formula one going all ecological caring <laughs> about the environment and the world and all of that it's absolutely so inspiring it's a strong message and i really hope more circuits follow suit especially because formula one is otherwise known as the world of capitalist team <laughs> so guys in this week's episode of the inside line formula one podcast so we're going to list down all the questions that will end up becoming headline stories in 2018 so guys you all will hear it here first like always. <laughs> we talk about how standing restarts could mean that the art and spectacle of rolling restarts will be lost from Formula One. From fighting for race wins and drivers, McLaren and Williams are now fighting over sponsors. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we talk about the returns on penalty for Renault and their customer teams in 2018. And this is something we have exclusively developed on the Inside Line F1 podcast. Awesome. So guys, please remember, do subscribe to us on iTunes and on Audioboom. We promise you your weekly dose of Formula One humor. <laughs> so back to the racing, back to all the talking and from all the reports and posts on the form factor for 2018 Formula One season, I will go with what Kimi Raikkonen said. Raikkonen said that we all know who stands where on the grid only in Australia. Till then, it is all speculation. And guess what? Kimi Raikkonen is 99% true because there's that 1% which we could definitely disagree with him on. Yeah, you know, there's multiple reports out there doing the rounds. So some of them suggest that there will be a three-way battle in 2018 and I'm like lick licking my lips in anticipation. <laughs> and others are suggesting that Ferrari is in trouble. But Kunal, interestingly, every report has put Haas as the dark horse for 2018. So there it is. Here we go. Key questions for the 2018 Formula 1 season. For me, the big question is, will Mercedes win their fifth consecutive Formula 1 title? In fact, if they do, they will be the only team after Ferrari to have done so. Five titles on the trot. And uh, James Allison said that Mercedes' side pods are worth a quarter of a second. 
and I really wonder what their engines are worth then. <laughs> My turn. So will Ferrari end the decade-long title drought? And I'm wondering, Kunal, what will break first, the racing car or Sebastian Vettel? <laughs> also, will Red Bull Racing be able to work around Renault's power deficit and challenge for regular race wins? Or will they switch to Honda for 2019? To me, the bigger question is, will Haas be the next Force India, given that they're the dark horse for the season for almost everyone? Or will Force India be the next Force India or Force Racing or whatever it is that they're going to eventually call themselves? Yeah, will Renault be able to claim the best of the rest tag in their third season as a works team? Will Robert Kubica get a race drive sometime in the 2018 Formula 1 season. <laughs> and where the hell will McLaren be in 2018? I'm really hoping not at Honda's headquarters in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> How soon before Charles Leclerc scores Sauber's first points in 2018? Will Ericsson be replaced mid-season by Giovinazzi? Will Sergio Perez and Esteban Ocon get through Australia without colliding into each other. And I'm going to get a little emotional asking this question, but is this Kimi Raikkonen's last season in Formula 1? Well, I thought you would ask if Kimi Raikkonen would finally win a race this season. Yeah, I was actually wondering which question would cause less heartburn to all the other Raikkonen lovers and <laughs> me, of course. <laughs> well, I wonder if uh, Roger Federer is a Raikkonen lover or maybe he's not because I read how Kimi Raikkonen challenged him to a game of tennis on social media. And Mr. Federer, you still haven't replied and I too am waiting for your reply to Raikkonen's social media <laughs> post. And uh, moving on, how soon before Toto Wolff learns to manage his own business? Yeah, so he's commented on Perez versus Ocon and how that really upsets him. Like really Toto, it's so stupid. <laughs> Well, uh, he's also commented on Red Bull Racing's use of a different fuel and lubricant supplier. I mean, come on, mind your own business, Toto. Can you please? <laughs> I think that's what happens because, you know, he has no problems in his team. So he's looking everywhere else to meddle. But back to our questions. How soon before Alonso starts blaming McLaren for his woes? Ouch. Ouch. And that also reminds me, so Alonso said in an interview that he was a normal guy and that he knows the price of a litre of milk from his local supermarket. <laughs> I'm wondering where he goes shopping. I'd like to go shopping there too. <laughs> I'm sure he's not revealed that. A lot of fans will suddenly just flock to the local supermarket. Kunal, I'm waiting for like a meme, you know, with Alonso shopping in the grocery store with a uh, carton of milk or something. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure that if I were to ask Kimi Raikkonen, he would say that he knows the price of a litre of vodka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Lance Stroll better know the price of his racing seat because his father is paying like millions for it. <laughs> well, I wonder if Force India Formula 1 team drivers know the price of a front wing because that's what they damaged time and again in 2017. <laughs> yeah. On that note, will Esteban Ocon pip Daniel Ricciardo to a Mercedes seat in 2019? To me, this could be the upset of the driver's city season. Yeah, and will Valtteri Bottas finally be able to match Lewis Hamilton this season? Will Ferrari promote Charles Leclerc? to Kimi Raikkonen's seat in 2019. Or will Sebastian Vettel allow Ferrari to hire Ricciardo? Basically, this year's driver silly season is going to be legendary. Waiting for it. <laughs> okay, enough with the questions. I almost expect all of them, uh, if not all of them, 
to be answered during the course of the 2018 Formula 1 season. So let's wait and watch. Um, on to other news, Formula 1 trialed standing restarts in Barcelona. Basically, the days of rolling restarts could well be over and done with. And to me, that's a shame because I loved how the lead driver would hold up the pack. You know, there would be constant bouts of braking and acceleration in an attempt to fox his rivals. And this art would no longer be needed. Yeah, imagine this. If we had had standing starts in 2017, the famous Vettel-Hamilton-Baku incident, that would have never happened. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, since we're imagining, uh, imagine this. Formula One cars looking mean and fast like the new Indy cars that debuted last weekend. And imagine this. Formula One cars with lower levels of downforce and the wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing it could actually produce. I really hope that Ross Braun saw the opening uh, IndyCar round and how soon before Formula 1 realizes that going the IndyCar way makes more sense for fans and sponsors <laughs> and for the entertainment. Yeah, I hope you mean the aero screen too. <laughs> and you know, Kunal, this reminds me, I saw that the US Air Force is sponsoring an IndyCar team. I thought that was damn cool, you know. Imagine drivers having an active heads-up display like fighter pilots do. <laughs> <laughs> and like Daniel Ricciardo commented, Maybe F-35 engines as well. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so basically fans and drivers have a long wish list and let's hope Formula One is listening to their wish list while also listening to the Inside Line F1 podcast. Yeah, so back to Hamilton versus Vettel. This is damn interesting. Hamilton said that he wants Vettel to be at his best and then beat him. So basically that burns so much more. <laughs> And uh, I really like this whole boxing style rigor and aggression from Hamilton. It's really exciting, you know, to see how these rivalries should and will play out for us. Yes, and you know, given that Liberty Media have expertise in television and they're putting ceramic microphones to enhance the sound of the engines on audio, maybe they should try and uh, crib this whole rivalry at some point and of course not tell us fans about it and pay us a couple of million dollars in royalty for this idea. <laughs> but... Uh, Hamilton also said something we already know. He said that Max Verstappen is world champion material. And he also said that Max Verstappen outperformed Daniel Ricciardo last year. And uh, this is despite all the car issues that held him back. So, in my view, Hamilton is already playing mind games with Daniel Ricciardo even before there is a chance of them becoming teammates in 2019. Mm, that's interesting. But I really like what Verstappen said. So he said that Red Bull Racing know that they aren't on the pace of the Mercedes cars. And he said that if they're within three tenths of the Mercedes cars in qualifying, they should be able to challenge uh, them on the race day, which is, it seems fair, right? Yes. I really like how they're already working towards a calculative target, you know. Yes, the other calculation, Red Bull Racing would be doing uh, very deeply is off the Honda power unit. And we all know that the 2018 season will be the season-long test for Honda at Toro Rosso. And if they pass, how soon before Red Bull Racing announces a partnership with Honda for both their teams? And to me, this could be McLaren's worst nightmare. They endured three, three years of Honda's no power of dreams and now Verstappen could be racing in a Red Bull racing car that is powered by a Honda engine as early as 2019. Yeah, so um, Zach Brown said that McLaren could build their own engines come 2021 and this is after acknowledging that this would be a really, really expensive route but at least the engines would work. 
hopefully <laughs> but to think of it it's actually not a bad idea because currently the engine manufacturers are calling the shots in formula 1 so mclaren turning engine manufacturer could actually be crucial towards their resurrection and even more so keeping in mind that engine efficiency and electric power and hybrid power and all that is only going to get more certain in formula 1 so the in mclaren's case the earlier the better yeah but you know for now mclaren has made some progress but this was on the political side of the sport so they just accepted a seat on the formula 1 board a few days ago and they joined mercedes and ferrari on the board congratulations i guess <laughs> small wins <laughs> well i'm surprised that red bull racing isn't on the board already anyway williams and mclaren have gone from fighting for championships and races and drivers to fighting for sponsors and let's remember that these aren't the prime sponsors in formula 1 we are talking about these are so so to say second grade sponsors you know sponsors who can't afford championship winning teams yeah but you know kunal i i am not surprised that mclaren and williams are not fighting over drivers because i doubt that mclaren would ever fight to sign up williams's current driver lineup <laughs> even with all the money that they come with well i doubt anyone vote for that matter i'm still surprised williams succumbed to all that money i also heard that renault are already planning to use four power units in the season and that's opposed to the maximum of three power units as defined in the rules and they say that uh, they would rather run at maximum power at all the races and obviously take the penalty than sacrifice power for many races altogether so it's a trade off well let's call that returns on penalty in formula 1 and i'm sure red bull racing is not going to be too pleased about that <laughs> whereas in mclaren's case they are used to taking grid penalties for power unit oh, issues yeah. anyway <laughs> i was actually really surprised when sainz said that he supported the team's decision <laughs> i mean obviously there's no way that he can't but still <laughs> kevin magnussen is already thinking of life beyond formula 1 it seems he said that he would love to experience a full season in indy car thinking of 2019 already mr magnuson yeah and sergey sorotkin the other um, team williams paid driver is also an engineer by education and he believes that his uh, technical education is giving him an edge in his role as a formula 1 driver and frankly i think he needs all the edge he can get <laughs> well i'm pretty impressed with sorotkin's qualifications and uh, if sergey sorotkin doesn't end up being quick in a formula 1 racing car he could turn a race engineer for the super quick robert kubitz at williams <laughs> yeah and you know i'm pretty sure he could be a pay engineer or something if need be <laughs> I, i guess he'd be the first one in the paddock to hold that title <laughs> well i'm still surprised that robert kubitz and williams made a statement on the last day of the pre-season test they said that kubitz have willingly gave up his testing duties to let the other williams drivers test and this was his way of helping the team now frankly if williams really wanted help they should have actually just let robert kubitz be in the car all day <laughs> so finally formula 1 has hired a famous music engineer to compose a new tune for the sport and uh, on our podcast we can also confirm that we're working on another new um, composer for a kickass entry and exit tune and you guys are going to hear it very soon yes so on that <laughs> note thank you very much for tuning in we will see you in the week of the australian grand prix adios
but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.